Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey guys, you are here for part two of, I don't know, five, I think is what we're doing for the Goal Crusher series. So if you missed it, scroll back a few episodes and listen to Goal Crusher series part one. This one is all about aligning projects with your goals. Our entire purpose is to get you achieving things off your dreamy bucket to-do list faster because so many of you just uh, sit there twiddling your thumbs hoping to get more stuff done and we're about actually getting more stuff done. And you can find out how to get even more stuff done with us and your business sisters over at goalcrusherclub.com. Yeah, we're excited to jump in and help you really start aligning the things you're doing in your business with your end goal in mind. And I think so often the issue here is really not that you're not willing to do that. It's that Coming up with an end goal feels very definite or it feels so finite and it feels like you're putting yourself in a box. And there's been several points in our business where I didn't feel comfortable setting an end goal either because I didn't have a clue what it should be out of lack of experience or I didn't have a clue what it should be out of not really knowing where I wanted to go. And both of those are very real and very tangible things that happen. But either way, I want you to, and I'm not going to go in deeply on how to set those end goals, but I really do want you focused on where you're working towards. And typically, especially for the first couple of years in business, that could just be a financial goal, right? Like how much money do you need in order to quit your full-time job? or to help pay the bills, or to make yourself feel real proud and successful, right? Typically, that's just a financial goal in mind. But what we mean specifically is not only having that in mind, but what we like to do is break down the quarterly goals to be actionable projects that can lead towards that end goal happening. And I think this is where a lot of people get stuck. So they're like, okay, okay, I can just like pull a number out of the air and be like, that's how much money I want to make this year, especially if you're brand new, right? Or if you've been in business for a little bit, you you maybe increase it a certain percentage that feels comfortable for you. But then deciding on what those quarterly goals are, so you can then break down your projects, you're like, okay, but what's going to help me actually achieve that? And so I want to kind of burst a big fat bubble here. And I know this is not what you all want to hear, but it is lay truth, all right? 
the concept of deciding what those projects are that are going to help you reach that end financial goal is a wonderful recipe of guessing, trial and error, looking at data, checking in with your audience, understanding what you actually want to be spending your energy on, and like what makes sense for your industry and your people's. It is never a do this, then that. Ever. Yes, However, (laughs) yeah, yes, comma, but I do want to say on that specifically, that if you're stuck on what your goals should be, my go to for a long time, and I think this has worked for a lot of different businesses and a lot of different industries and in different stages of business is if you don't know where to start, let me help you out a little bit. A Q4 I don't know, one Q4. I don't see it doesn't make sense. Either way, I'm talking about the last thing first. Q4, set a financial goal. Q3, if you don't know where else to start, set a subscriber goal. Q2, set a content focus goal. And Q1, set up systems and or people that will help you make all those other things happen. Yeah, that's a rough framework. And that's still pretty vague. Like that's a rough outline of what we've done in the past that has worked for us and for our particular type of business. But I think the important thing to pull out here is that you've for these specific decisions, and we're going to help you like be able to focus on and and align, right? But for this particular stage, you've got to put that business hat on. Like you have to, it's non-negotiable. You cannot constantly be seeking to other people about what the projects should be that are going to help you achieve those goals or what the micro goals are going to be to help you achieve the big goal, right? If you hate Instagram, setting a goal to grow influencer marketing via Instagram and relationships and high engagement and getting clients off of there maybe doesn't make sense. Right. So looking at someone else's content plan specifically geared towards Instagram isn't going to help you do that. But if you take the root of what Abby's saying of, okay, but I need content or I need subscribers, I need systems, right? Then you have to make the executive decision as the boss. Okay. What does that look like in my business? Absolutely. For some of you, having a podcast may be the logical next step. But for some of you, that's going to be the worst idea that you came up with. And I'm not saying, I'm not dissing podcasting. I obviously love it, guys. But it's just not for everyone in every business. And so how can you find things that they don't even necessarily have to fit in those categories. But for us, those have really helped us build and helped us move forward. And especially since we tend to have a slower start in the beginning of the year, this allows us to really build up momentum. Okay, so if we're going off of that framework as Q1 or the first quarter that you're going to start planning, it's okay if it's starting in Q2 or Q3 or Q4. Don't let that part bother you. But for the sake of like us looking holistically at an entire year, that's how we're going to frame this. So Q1, systems or team, right? If that's the goal, what can be some projects that can help you reach that goal? So it might be identifying a project management tool or system that you need to implement in your business. 
creating blueprints, processes, workflows for things that happen in your business, like onboarding clients, ordering products, anything, right? Yeah, I want you to be super specific. So maybe your quote system goal is optimizing your email marketing platform, switching platforms, something along those lines. Okay, you're going to break it down and talk about things like I'm going to go through all of my tags, reprioritize, rename and come up with a unified language to name things. That sounds like really specific, but it's going to help you reach that goal. So another one in that same area is maybe it's moving over existing subscribers or sequences to the new platform. I want you to think about the little tangible things that add up. They're tasks. These are not the goal. These are the projects or tasks that help you reach the goal. And that specific project then might be broken down into tinier tasks, right? So the overarching, you know, project is, okay, picking a new email service provider, right? And then like Abby said, figuring out your automation naming system. Well, that might be, you need to learn what a good automation or a tagging naming system, right? Maybe you find some blog posts, you listen to some podcast episodes, you ask some mentors, you know, where does this make sense? Getting some feedback on that taking it to your team or mapping it out in a Google Doc, right? And then you have to actually go and implement that. You have to assign the contacts. You have to organize the naming structure within your system. You know, there's many things that have to happen for that project to be accomplished. So this is when we start assigning dates, assigning times when it's going to be done, giving it to different people on your team or deciding when you're going to do it, deciding which one needs to happen before the other one can happen. It's those tiny small details that really seem like you're micromanaging yourself. But these are the things that snowball into each other in order to make the bigger thing happen. And then it's when you fill your days and weeks and months with micro tasks and projects that enable you to, you know, snowball your efforts into that quarter and then into that year. It's when you're filling your calendar with those types of things that you are so much more empowered to say heck to the no to sparkly squirrels. Yeah. So the the really awesome thing about business is you get to say no to things. Which I know you're like, wait, what? Why? Like, why would I say no to opportunities? Well, these opportunities pop up all the time. That's why we call them squirrels, because they just pop up out of nowhere. You you literally didn't see it coming. And all of a sudden, they're there. But they're like a flash in the pan. And in the same instant they're there, they're gone the next. I've seen it happen again and again. Biggest example I can think of off the top of my head. Do you remember the one day that Anchor was a thing? I think it literally lasted 24 hours. Now, I know there are still some people on the platform, so we're not like dogging that. But for the majority of the people that day that were talking about it and sharing their link and being super excited, have you guys even opened the app since then? Perhaps not. So you wasted an entire day, if not more, when you could have been, if we're going back to our example, right, learning about automations and tagging techniques and creating a naming system that actually helped you reach that goal. 
So then what happens is you get to the end of that quarter and you're like, well, crap, I haven't done anything. It's because you're able to be so distracted because you haven't broken everything down yet. Because you don't even know the day-to-day things that you could or should be working on that are going to help you reach that end goal. It's the same thing, and we're going to talk about this later, but the the same thing going on with things that aren't important that just take over. And so you have to use your goals as a screen. Like, I want you to look through it every time you look at a new opportunity Does it fit through the screen or is it just bombarding me and feeling really cool? Because here's what I would have loved all of those people talking about Anchor that day to do. Okay, if it's Q1 and our goal is systems, guess what Anchor doesn't help you create? Systems. So that is not aligned with Q1's goal, right? But it could be aligned with Q2's goal of content. So let's just pocket that. Let's file that under a list of dreaming ideas or things that might help us in the future. Focus on what you said you were going to do. And when Q2 comes around, if A, Anchor is still a thing, B, podcasting is something you want to do or voice recording or whatever, right? If that is still even something that's going to be enticing to you and helpful for your business, guess what? You get to explore it at that point. I think so many of us fear that if we don't jump on the thing right now, that we're missing out on an opportunity. And frankly, I have been incredibly proud of us in business where we literally do like the opposite of what cool kids do, right? I will be the least fashionable, the least trendy, the least in tune with whatever, because guess what I am instead? Sustainable, focused, and profitable. It's when I don't chase the sexy, trendy things that I'm able to look on the bigger picture. But here's what's cool. So we go through these projects and we're doing the task, right? And we'll say we're wrapping up Q1. We've gotten some systems and some processes and we're all gravy training, right? Here's what happened to us this exact year. We had already mapped out Q1, Q2, and a little bit of Q3 and the projects and some of the tasks that could make those projects happen. And we got through what, two weeks of Q1 and we're like, yeah, none of that's happening. Scrap the whole thing. Because here's the thing, you're in charge. You can still redefine the direction of your company. This is not set in stone. You are not chiseling it in your tombstone and putting it on a field and saying forever and ever, this is what I will always be doing. Like this isn't your legacy. You're not defining your legacy on one piece of paper and one strategy session. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart.
When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. The difference in pivoting because you're being a strategic boss and chasing a sparkly squirrel. Like I hope you are beginning to see the difference in that. And you've probably made both of those decisions in your business like we have. As much as we talk bad about sparkly squirrels, it's because we've chased them before, right? Like we're not immune to it. And that they're still going to slip in. We can't get rid of all of them and that's okay. Like let's have some creativity. Let's make some mistakes. Let's do some stuff just for fun. But I want that to be a rarity instead of your day-to-day. And it is way too many people's day-to-day. I, I, I want the, you know, those random times when you're like, oh my gosh, I felt so accomplished today or this week. And I got all these things done and I stayed on track. I want that to be your normal instead of those random days, okay? But the ability to be flexible and see when change needs to happen because your priorities shifted because the thing that you were focused on wasn't actually going to give you the end goal that you desire. And that's what we learned. The thing that we actually thought would help us lead towards that end goal wasn't going to be the thing that was going to get us there the fastest. And we listened to people who were smarter than us and who were helping us to pivot. Now we did it quickly and that's the boss piece. We restructure, we refocus, and we did it lickety split. Well, here's the thing. You, on top of your sparkly squirrels, you're also going to have things that come into your world 
that feel important. Keyword, feel important. I, well, I would argue to say that most of you live your day-to-day doing things that feel important that are not important. So let me give you an example. You have, and this is not always the case, but this is my best example for now. You go and you open your email and someone is complaining. I don't care if it's an existing customer, a potential customer, just someone shooting the shit and just complaining. Likely, it feels important because someone is yelling at you, even though it's via words on a screen. And it's going to feel distracting. It's going to feel like something you like a fire that you literally have to put out. Okay. But here's the thing. Those people don't deserve your time or attention. I'm not saying sometimes it isn't salvageable. I'm not saying if it's a client that you shouldn't address your client's needs. But generally, it's other people trying to take over your time because... Well, and then here, yeah, here's what I see from that too, is people will screenshot those communications. Maybe it's a troll commenting on Facebook or Instagram or a nasty email. And then they post it over here and they say, isn't this person so nasty? Like, how do you guys deal with blah, blah, blah? Now, there's a difference in mindset. Like, if you need help with dealing with trolls, like, that's a whole nother issue. Trust, those don't feel good. And I'm not saying that you can't have a moment of like, help a sister get through this. But I see too many people lingering on those little blurbs throughout the day where they're giving them so much energy and so much of your time where stuff that's actually going to help you grow or make you money is getting shoved to the bottom of the list. Now, Steph brought this up. This is not her analogy. It's I don't even know who invented this analogy, but we did. But it's so good. So we're going to steal it thrice. (laughs) Yeah. So we talked about it a little bit with Steph Crowder on episode 199. But I'm just going to go over it briefly. You have all seen the illustration of a jar. And someone fills it with rocks. And then they fill it with pebbles and they fill it with sand and everything fits. And then they do the opposite and they fill it with sand and then fill it with pebbles and rocks and they can't shove the rocks in there. It just doesn't work out. And so if you think about the way you're working, likely you're making things come to the top of your priority list that do not need to be there. And that is because likely the things you need to be focused on are important, but not urgent. And so I want you to make a list. I want you to spend some time today, even if it's just 15 or 20 minutes. And even if it's just the tasks you have on today, like check email, do laundry, whatever. Like this can be personal and regular work tasks. I want you to go through and define which of these are just like admin, like five minutes here, five minutes there. Which ones of these are actually moving my business forward? Which ones of these are like urgent, but not necessarily important? And Go through and I need you to start with the things that are important but not urgent because you give the most attention to the things you start with. And these are the things that are typically going to have that snowball effect that we talk about so often. The things that are going to lead into other things, content, engagement, purchases, right? 
Those are the things that we think, well, I'll just do that tonight. I'll just post that tomorrow. I'll just go live later this week. When those are the things that are building our expertise and getting people to actually buy, sign up, purchase, enroll, whatever it is, right? That they need to get from you. And instead we're like, oh, I need to completely restructure the graphics on my quotes for Instagram. It's true though. Like as goofy as that sounds, like that's something that people spend their time on. Because you convince yourself because of the industry we're in and however many people are saying Instagram being on brand and marketing and you can make six figures with one post on Instagram. We have now, (laughs) we have now convinced ourselves that if I spend a shit ton of time making sure I'm on brand saying the exact right words, using the exact right captions and hashtags and tagging, oh my, that I'm doing it the right amount of times, that that's going to help me grow and then I'll see engagement and then I'll get followers and then I'll post this thing about my product and then people will click it and then people will buy it. That is so many like tiers down of the purchase that I ain't having it. You, It is not an income producing activity for you to create a social media game plan. It's not, but you just doing something that directly will make you money does. Yeah. So we had to go through and really define what is a priority for us. What are those things that are important, but not urgent? How do we even define that? What is our screen to justify these things? And, you know, even though it was sort of like the underlying thing happening inside of our own business, it wasn't something we had said out loud to each other or our team. And right. Oh, and it, it was like us still in that journey of like, oh, CEOs and we have this team and what do we do now? <laughs> yeah. This. So telling your team, telling even yourself, like writing this down, whatever, what is your number one priority? What are things that should always outweigh everything else you're working on? And for us, you guys want to know what it is? There's an answer. It's not just for us. It's for literally everyone. It should be income producing activities or things that generate profit and revenue in your business. Because you're not a business unless you're making money. Period. Hands down. No excuses. So I know a lot of you are like, but I need a website, but I need an email list, but I need what? The moment you make $1, you're in business. But to stay in business, you got to keep earning the dollar bills. And so we judge everything based on this. And sometimes that means stuff that sounds really cool even that might fit into our overall plan or strategy still gets cut because it doesn't as quickly or as necessarily lead to sales the way it needs to in order to become a priority in our business. And if you don't have a team, this screening can still happen for you. I think if I were a solopreneur with literally zero team or even a VA that does, you know, admin stuff or editing or whatever it may be, right? I think I would decide what are my income producing days? What are the days I'm going to be CEO? What are the days I'm going to be customer service? What are the days I'm going to be client facing? Whatever it might be, right? I feel like 
having thematic days in your week or, or seasons of time where you are that type of business owner can help you see that progress. Because for us, it's stuff we're doing every single day because we have that team. But we've also integrated our core team into producing income producing activities every single day. So even if you can't be CEO Monday through Friday in your business, you can do an IPA every single day. And I've seen this talked about a lot more in other industries, but for whatever reason, creatives get all soft and mushy and like you try to make it about being creative. And like, I love that you're creative. I love that you get to spend time doing something you truly want to be doing. But at the end of the day, I want you to still be in business a year from now, six months from now, two months from now. And if you're not getting rewarded financially, it's going to be so much easier to quit. Yep. I would much rather see you still be in business and be profitable and be feeding your family, supporting your lifestyle, growing and giving and serving a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, than like a better watercolor invitation. I could give a shit about that. It's because we care. It's not because we're being mean. (laughs) (laughs) There are plenty of other people who will care about what the thing looks like, AKA the people buying shit from you. But as your mentors and business fairy godmothers, don't go download one more freaking font file to offer one more variation I want you to just sell more of the thing you already have. Yes. Preach it. So here's the thing. We recommend getting yourself realigned and organized and, you know, getting this stuff all laid out on a very regular basis. Because what happens is you do it regular. Sorry. Is you do projects. Take your business fiber. <laughs> if you do projects and you do tasks, it's super easy to just go down the rabbit hole of doing, 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 and you get lost. And all of a sudden, you're not really sure what you're doing anymore. And so on a very regular monthly basis, we want you to be checking in and doing review of your analytics, looking at your numbers, understanding your profit, where is it coming from, analyzing your goals, picking out the next set of projects and tasks that need to be completed to reach your quarterly goals. Doing this in a very structured format. And I know a lot of you, this is like, girl, that sounds great, but I don't know how to do that. And I don't know when to do it. And I don't know what to ask myself. And we have been there. I remember telling Emily, I think we're supposed to just guess. And we figured it out and we unlocked it. And all I want to do is just share it with everyone because this is the thing for me at least, that I feel like has really propelled our business forward is checking in, is understanding, moving forward, really aligning with our goals. And so we want to invite you. We want to do this with you. And you can do it. On my gravestone, it's going to say, made her business regular. That was funny. I'll give you that one. So we want to invite you. We want to help you go through this monthly review. And if you're already in Goal Crusher Club, then you're all set. If you have not heard about it yet, or you're like, what? Like, you'll go through this with me. Go over to goalcrusherclub.com. 
get signed up for just 29 bucks a month. We're going to be doing this monthly review with you. We're also going to be doing a bigger quarterly review, year-end planning. We have opportunities to do virtual co-working with your peers, masterminding. You get a secret Facebook community. Like It's crazy how much value is included in that. And we want to help see your business grow and become more sustainable. So head on over to goldcrusherclub.com and get signed up. We'll see you on our next call. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy-to-customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics, we make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.